الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد قال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم إنما الأعمال بالنيات وكما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام My dear brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu sent his Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam amongst us, amongst the human beings for one purpose only. And that purpose is to get us into Jannah. That is the reason for the Ba'asat of Rasulullah to get the people into Jannah. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him with a message which is complete, which represents a complete way of life that leads to Jannah. And that's the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also taught us to ask for the way. Allah guide us to the way, guide us to the path of steadfastness, the path of righteousness. Our task therefore is not to reach the destination but to stay on the path. Now when I say task is not to reach the destination doesn't mean that we should not reach the destination. It means that the way to the destination is only from this path. What shaitan does is he tries to tell you that you should get to the destination and you can do this from many paths. So he tries to teach you ways to get to the Jannah. But how can somebody who will never see the Jannah show you how to get to the Jannah? So simple question to ask. Shaitan will never see the Jannah. So how will he teach you to reach the Jannah? So the key task is to stay in, stay on the path, on the Siratul Mustaqim. Now, therefore, we have to do our best to see how we can stay on this path. That's the reason why I began with this hadith from Bukhari, which is the first hadith where narrated by Warud al-Khattab where Rasulullah said, the reward of the deed, the worth of the deed, the value of the deed is based on the intention. Based on the intention. Where is the intention? If I tell you where is the intention, where, where, in, in your body, where is it? In the heart. It's not on the tongue, it is not in the mind, it's in the heart. The intention is not a thought. The intention is not some words. The intention is inside your heart. And therefore, if you want to be clear about your intention, 
you have to do something about purifying the heart. If the heart is filled with all kinds of kachra, you know, all kinds of trash, and the intention is also somewhere there in that trash, garbage dump, how will you find the intention? If I, if I ask you what is your intention, it's not clear. You think it is something, but actually it is something else and it's got contaminated by this and that and so on and so on, you can't find it. You can find the intention when your heart is pure, when, the, when your heart is illuminated <coughs> with the noor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu. Then the intention becomes crystal clear, absolutely clear. And then you know whether that really should be your intention or not. And if it is not to be your intention, then immediately you will take steps to correct it. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab once called the people and he said, come into the masjid. So the people all collected, masjid filled with people. Sayyidina Umar ascended the member and he said, there was a time when I used to graze sheep and goats. As a boy, I used to graze sheep and goats. And in the evening, I used to bring them back home and these sheep and goats belonged to my aunts and when I brought them back home, my aunts used to give me a handful of raisins or a handful of dates as my ujrat, as my wages for the day. And once in a while, because you know you are grazing those sheep and goats in the valleys and so on and hilly areas, so he said once in a while some goat would go away or some sheep would get lost and I would come back minus one sheep. And my aunts would sometimes smack me and say, you are not even worth grazing sheep. You are so useless that you can't even look after sheep. That is, that is the khutbah of Muhammad al-Khattab. He finished. <coughs> so, Abdurrahman bin Auf, he was also one of the people invited there. So, he, he was sitting in front. So, people listened to this khutbah, they went away. So Abdurrahman now said to Sayyidina Umar what was the point of this thing? What's the big idea? Or why did you call people? He said, all you did was you made yourself Zalil. All that you did was you talked about your past and you, you know, whatever respect people may have had for you and so on, you destroyed that respect. Well, what was the purpose? Imagine this is two of the Asharam Mubashara. One is a among the Khulafai Rashidah. And this happened during his reign when he was Khalifatul Muslimin, when he was Amirul Mu'minin. The other one is among the Ashara Mubashara. And later on, when Sayyidina Amar was dying, who did he choose to select the Khalifa? Abdurrahman ibn Auf. So the maqam of Abdurrahman ibn Auf is among the Jalil Qadr of the Sahaba Rizwanullahi Alayhi So Abdurrahman now asked him this question, why did you do this? What was the idea? Sayyidina Umar Abdullah said, as I was walking down and coming through the streets, my nafs, my heart says to me, Ya Umar, you are the Khalifa of the Muslimin. You are the Amirul Mu'mineen. You are the king of all of this empire, Muslim empire. So I wanted to teach my nafs a lesson 
to show my nafs who I really am. And I wanted to teach this lesson that I am here only and only by the grace and mercy of Allah. Otherwise, my reality is I cannot even look after sheep. How can I look after a kingdom? What is the point I'm making? You have to clean your heart. You have to be aware of your intention and your niyyah because without that, all the amal is gone. Khalas. Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib is in the thick of battle. He is fighting. And the enemy is down on the ground. And Sayyidina Ali raises his sword to take off the head of the enemy. And the enemy spits on his face. The enemy spits in his face. Sayyidina Ali stops his blow. You have to understand this from the perspective of a fighter. If you look at, go look at some of these sword fighting videos and so on on, on YouTube. All of this action happens in seconds. It doesn't take so long to, as I am talking. And when a fighter is committed to an act, he cannot stop. It's reflex. It's reflex to such a point that people have actually uh, measured this to see this, the, whether a thought out action is faster or a reflex of a fighter is faster. And they found that the reflex of a fighter is much, much faster. He's not even thinking. He's, 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 he's Brain is working at an enormous speed. In that condition, he stops his blow. The enemy is astonished. What happened to what, what happened to Islam? I am supposed to be dead. Eh? So he asked him, he said, What happened? Why did you why did you not kill me? He said, until you spat in my face, I was fighting for Allah. When you spat in my face, I got angry. So if I had killed you, it would have been out of this anger. That would not have been for Allah. It would have been for me. So I cannot kill you. The man stood up. He said, this is your deen? This is Islam? He said, yes. The man said, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. Wa ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. Where is this happening? Not in the Dawa workshop. Battlefield. Who recognized the reality, the difficulty of that decision? Another warrior. The enemy is a warrior. Who recognized 
what just happened there not respected another warrior the man knows he knows what this man went through just now this is not easy i know because i'm a warrior i understand what is happening to him just now that's why i asked him a question how did this happen how did you stop you cannot stop how did you stop in the middle of your blow you stopped your action how what is that level of awareness the connection of the heart said anwar ibn al-khattab radhiyallahu in his khilafa he is doing the khutbah for jumaah and he says ya ayyuhalladhina amanu atiullaha wa atiur rasula wa ulil amri minkum he said oh you who believe obey allah and obey rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and obey those who are in authority over you your elders your leaders your teachers your khulafa Salman al-Farsi radiallahu anhu who is Salman al-Farsi another one of the Jalilul Qadr among the sahaba a man who Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that he is from my ahlul bait Salman al-Farsi Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said Salman is from my family he said he is from my household so here is the khalifa here is the imam here is the khatib he is saying he is reading the ay reciting the ayat of the quran which is his instruction in the khutbah ya ayyuhalladhina amanu atiullaha wa atiur rasula wa ulil amri minkum salman al farsi says we will obey allah we will obey rasulullah but we will not obey you this is not happening in a in khilwa in you know one on one meet no this is in public the whole masjid everybody is there young old men women everyone before everyone salman al farsi says we will obey allah we will obey rasulullah and but we will not obey you to refuse to obey the khalifa to refuse to obey the muslim khalifa and that also a khalifa who is among the rashidun is kufr to deny the obedience if he, i mean in this particular case he he was not denying or disobeying an order so in his case it was not kufr but i'm saying the disobedience which means that if the khalifa gives a gives an order and you say i will not obey you this is you are leaving the 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 jamaah so it's a very serious statement said anwar adalanu stopped speaking he said my brother why do you say that why do you say this he did not say you have no other do you understand who i am do you understand what this is i am telling you an ayat of the quran you are saying you will not obey me he didn't say any of that he said my brother why do you say that Salman al-Farsi radhiyallahu anhu said 
some cloth had come from from the from the battlefield some ghanima which was distributed among the people who fought in badr and one piece of cloth was given to each but i see that you are wearing two pieces of that cloth so you are not being just and if you are unjust then we will not obey you sayyidan amar radhiyallahu did not say anything he did not reply his son abdullah ibn umar radhiyallahu stood up and he said i was one of the people who received a piece of that fabric my father is a big man sayyidan umar radhiyallahu was a huge man he was massive he was like a, he was built like a wrestler he was a wrestler he was a professional wrestler in makkah when he before he accepted islam so sayyidan abdullah ibn umar radhiyallahu stood up and he said my father is a big man i received this piece of cloth i know that one piece of cloth is not enough for my father to cover himself for the for his whole body because he's big so i presented my piece of cloth to my father that is how he has to not because he took to by his authority yoga this finished immediately salman al farsi says alhamdulillah jazakallahu khairan for explaining we will obey allah we will obey rasulullah and we will obey you Sayyidina Umar radiallahu continued his khutbah. Matter is over. What did we see here just now? Once again, we saw the, the, the expression of niyyah, of ikhlasun niyyah. What was the ikhlas of Salman al-Farsi? Was Salman al-Farsi radiallahu trying to show off or trying to pull down uh, Sayyidina Umar or trying to make him look small or trying to insult him? What, what, what was his, what, what, why was he doing that? He was doing that, and this is my interpretation. Allah Alam, Allah knows the best. My interpretation is Salman al-Farsi radiallahu anhu did that as a favor to his brother Umar ibn al-Khattab. How is it a favor to ask him that question in that way? It is a favor because Salman al-Farsi radiallahu anhu would have realized that here is the Khalifa standing with two pieces of cloth. There are many people in this congregation who know that people got only one cloth and he is wearing two. We don't know what kinds of shubuhat and what kinds of doubts may be rising in the minds of people. Not everybody has the courage to ask Omar ibn al-Khattab directly face to face something. But they will go away with all kinds of impressions. I as Salman al-Farsi have no doubt about the integrity of Omar radiallahu I have no need to ask this question. I know that if Omar did this, has to be right because he would not do something which is wrong. But I am not the only one here. There are many people here. There are strangers. There are others who do not know Omar ibn al-Khattab We don't know what kind of doubt they are in their mind. It is best to clear this doubt in public so that nobody can carry this doubt in their mind. So he does an action which apparently looks like antagonism. Apparently this looks like confrontation apparently it looks like he is attacking Umar ibn al-Khattab but he is not attacking he is protecting Umar ibn al-Khattab and Umar ibn al-Khattab has the wisdom to understand this he knows what Salman al-Farsi is doing he has the hikmah to understand what is going on here he said this is not 
This is not my enemy attacking me. This is my friend protecting me. Huh? Today if you ask, as an elder, as a teacher, I have had these experiences. Your students and your, your people are all fine with you as long as you are singing their tune. You say, MashaAllah, MashaAllah, oh my brother, Wallah, Wallah, SubhanAllah. But the moment you ask a question, why are you doing this? Did you check your niya? Do you realize by this action, this loss can happen for you? Immediately you become the enemy. How can you question me? How can I question you? I agree, I cannot question you. I will not question you. No problem. Do what you want. I questioned you because you called me your teacher. I questioned you because you called me your elder. So it was my mistake. I believed you. I apologize. Insha'Allah al-Mustaan, I will not question you again. Do what you want. But the Sahaba were not like this. They were not like this. They realized. They realized that only the one who loves you will question you. Huh? I remember I returned once from one of my travels and I was, I had gone to Makkah to the International Health Conference and then, you know, then there were some other lectures and whatnot and so on and so on and so on. When I came back, I used to go, my mother, I, I mean I live here, my mother, my mother used to live in our ancestral house. So I went to meet my mother. So my mother says, you know, while you are away, and she told me the names of her very, it's our houses, all our aunts and so on, they all lived there. So she said, uh, this aunt came and that one came and somebody phoned me and so on and everybody is praising you and you know, they are saying you are so famous and you got uh, so many uh, followers and so many people and so many people listen to you and you have been invited in this country, that country, all these people are saying. So I said, Alhamdulillah, you know, uh, please make dua. She tells me, none of that matters. She says, all that is worthless. So here I am thinking, my mother is praising me, oh, mashallah, my son, oh, my son, oh, Allah, Allah. No, no, no. She says, none of that matters. She says, only one thing matters. Whether Allah is pleased with you. So don't let all this go to your head. Let people say what they want. Let people say what they want. None of this matters. Only one thing matters, which is, is Allah pleased with you? So did my mother say it out of love? Or was my mother trying to put me down when I'm rising, uh, when I'm riding away, when you know, I'm on the top, mashallah. And now my mother has got no other, nothing else to do and all she has to do is, should I, should I think like that or what? May Allah fill her cupboard with noor.
The point I'm making, my brothers and sisters, is this. Clean your hearts. Check your ikhlas. Check your ikhlas. The two things which destroy ikhlas and which turn the path from Jannah to Jahannam are money and fame. Money and fame. Rasulullah said, two things eat up the good deeds, like fire eats up dry wood. And those two things are money and fame. I must get money or I must get name. And name is much more damaging than money. The, the need for fame is far more powerful than the need for money. Need for money, after a while, you know, how much money will you, do you need? I mean, after you, your needs are over, it's over. But this need for name and fame is never finished. And that is the test of a class. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically mentioned it in, with respect to Salah, Allah mentioned it. فَوَيْلُ لِلْمُسَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَحَوْنَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ يُرَعُونَ People who do good to show the world. Somebody says, please make dua for me. Yes, inshallah. In tahajjud today, I will make dua for you. Inna lillahi wa inna lillahi wa Who asked you whether you are praying tahajjud or not? Tahajjud is between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He asked you to make dua. Say, alhamdulillah, inshallah, I will make dua. Khalas. But you must talk about tahajjud. Why? Because you want him to know, I pray tahajjud. Inshallah, this Ramadan, in etikaf, on Laylatul Qadr, in tahajjud, in sujood, I will make dua for you. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Barwat, everything is gone. Khalas, your Laylatul Qadr is gone. Your Iqtikaf is gone. Your Tajud is gone. Everything as you trust yourself. Go inside your heart and ask. And that's why Rasulullah said, Do not give imamat to a man who wants to be the imam. Refers to imam of Salah. Refers also to imam of the people. In Islam, there is no... Canvassing, there's no voting, you know, like we do election, electioneering. You go and say, please vote for me because of this, 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 this. In Islam, you just killed yourself. You just, you just removed yourself. Initially, when this majlis started, I used to get some people who would come and say, I am Hafiz Quran and my Qirat is very good. Please listen to it. And if you like it, I would like to do the Imamat. I said, you just killed yourself. You just disqualified yourself. I don't even want to listen to you. Because I cannot go against the Hukum of Nabi And he said, do not give imamat to the man who asked for it. Why? Because the one who wants to do imamat, why does he want to do imamat? Don't fool yourself. Do not fool yourself. There is only one reason you want to do imamat, which is because you want people to listen to your qirat. There can be no other reason. There can be no other reason. I'm a psychologist, I'll tell you that. Psychologically, there is no other reason why you will ask for imamat of salah. You want imamat of salah? No problem. Every zohar, every asr, you are the imam. Huh? <laughs> Welcome. Lead salah to zohar. Lead asr. No problem. Halas. Huh? There is only one reason a person will ask for imamat of salah, which is to show off his qirat. If he tells you that that is not the reason, he is a liar. He is either lying deliberately or he is so lost his, his 
Kalb is so covered up that he does not understand what he is doing. So it is either deliberate lie or the poor guy, he doesn't understand. He needs tarbiyah like nobody's business. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Don't, why not give it to him? Because you are destroying the man by giving him imamat. When he is doing imamat there, he is committing shirk. Because he is doing it to show the people. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said, فَوَيْلُوا لِلْمُسَلِّينَ So the imam is a mushrik. You want to pray behind the mushrik? إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا لَهِ وَجَمْ So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Don't give. So now when you go ask for imamat and, and somebody says, please, I will not give imamat because you ask. Now you should be angry with that person, you should be happy with that person. You should thank him. He said, Alhamdulillah, Jazakumullah khair. You woke me up. You woke me up. Otherwise, I would have been committing shirk. To be the mirror to your brother, this is from the hadith of Nabi He said, be a mirror to your brother. What does a mirror do? The mirror shows you. Which is a good mirror? A mirror which shows a different image from what you are or the mirror which shows you with integrity, clear image. Which one? Clear image. So you went to the mirror. In front of the mirror, you, are, you have no topi, nothing. You know, your beard is all over the place. Your hair is all over the place. You're looking like something the cat brought in or something and the mirror is showing you beautiful, mashallah, amama and beard is, you know. This is not a good mirror. This mirror is a liar. This mirror is... <laughs> a good mirror is, to, is one who shows you and you say, Wallah, what is this? Me? Let me go make my, you know, wudu and comb my beard and put on my topi and my amama, what not and become like, a, look like a human being. I mean, this is what? It's frightening. I look at the mirror, I get frightened. Oh, it's not me. Yeah? <laughs> To be a mirror is very difficult. <laughs> but if you cannot be a mirror, then you are not a friend. And if those who look in the mirror, you get offended and you want to break the mirror, then there is no bigger fool in the world than you. So I remind myself in you, two very critical things. Number one, clean your heart so that your ikhlas is clear. You do everything especially ibadah only and only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jala. even if there is the doubt of a shadow of joining anyone else inside even if there is a doubt that there is something that you know people might like what I am saying or people might like my voice or people might say oh mashallah such a, such a charitable person who is doing so much of charity mashallah this that Run away from that because this is the path to Jahannam. That is shaitan trying to show the path to Jannah for you and you know, shaitan does not show the path to Jannah. So clean the heart and clean the ikhlas. And the second one is, be a mirror for your brother. And do it because you love them. And when somebody is being a mirror to you, remember that they are doing it only because they love you. If they didn't care, they wouldn't bother. It's not easy. It is not easy to tell somebody, look, what you are doing is not right. Much easier to keep quiet. Much easier to keep quiet. So with these two, I want to close. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla 
purify our hearts and intentions, especially we are in etikaf. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the etikaf. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purify our, our intentions, clean our hearts, fill our hearts with nur. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your du'as. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to be true brothers and sisters to one another so that we are, con we are concerned about each other's welfare and we do what needs to be done no matter how difficult it is for the benefit of our brothers and sisters. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمة الله